Why can't we just put it on the menu? Play the hits. Uh, it's kind of like the McRib then, huh? Like, yeah, just guess, always be yeah. there. Oh, make it, make it an event. You gotta make and it. And the curd, event. it's not like a bunch of curds, right? It's like one big fat That's curd. A big old patty. <laughs> <laughs> a curd patty. Yes. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 6 on this Tuesday morning. I seen him, Eric. I seen the owl. Yeah? What kind of owl is it? Do you have any idea? Actually, I don't. Sounds like a screech owl. Somebody will know, right? We tried to identify the owl that's been keeping... I don't know. I shouldn't say he's keeping me up, but like I hear him every night. And first of all, it's, it's the same. It's this. It's this. Just over and over and over again, like every night. What do you think he's trying to do? I don't know, but like, change, like don't you have anything else to say? <laughs> like, okay, I got it. Yeep, yeep. Right? What's your, what's your story here? Just all night. Mm. But I saw him the other day. Ooh. So woke up. He's just sitting there on the sidewalk. On the sidewalk? He's sitting on the sidewalk, like right by my driveway. And so then I'm fumbling for the phone. You're like, oh, I yeah. got to get this. And, and he flew off. Professor Dumbledore is watching you. <laughs> However, Deb, when I walked out the door, he was sitting in the tree. I got this little birch tree right in front of my house. Okay. He's just sitting there, and he's big. I'll bet. What would right. you, how, how big would you say he is there? I'm looking at the picture there. Boom, 18 inches tall. Am I, wow. Right? Like he's tank. like he's Yeah, like he's big. Two and a half cats. You could take him. Right? Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I don't think so, man. <laughs> Was it bending down one of the branches on the tree? Or? No, I mean, he looked very com- fairly comfortable up there. But he, now now he's not talking. He's just, you know, this is what I hear all night. But then he had nothing to say in the morning. So I think there are ways you can, like, you know, you could put in a scarecrow or make a noisemaker yourself if you were looking to remove. Take the tree down. No, I, mean, I kind of like <laughs> Take the tree down. <laughs> I kind of like him. Like, I have no problems with the okay, owl other right. than just I'm, I'm interested to know what he's squawking about yeah, all what's night. Tap into his wisdom. Right. Yeah, right. Could you share something? The yeah. wise old owl. Is there any way you can communicate with an owl? Can you leave something for the owl? that? There he'll... you go. You got a dead mouse? <laughs> what were you trying to feed your other bird? Oh, yeah, we had that Bread? dove on my porch and I like... Reached out to try to like put food close to it. Yeah. That thing flipped out. Like, yeah, of course why. it did. Right? What an idiot! Hey, you can leave a chicken wing. They'll no, go man. after the chicken wing. I'm not messing around with this owl because he's big and like I don't want to peck my eyes out or this, whatever. But you right? want this owl because yeah, he'll take around. care of he'll take care of all the mice or varmints that might be trying to get into your house this week. For sure. I just don't know what he's saying. This is like, hey, I'm hunting for stuff. Where I'm are hungry. the mice? Maybe. Right? I guess. Well, go find him. Did you? Uh, hey, pancake. Did you put that up? Okay, it's posted on uh, all my social media. It's on my Twitter, my Facebook, my Insta, my TikTok. And if you would like to see it, text the word OWL to the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. 855-616-1620, text the word OWL. You can see the video of this guy sitting in my birch tree. Let me know what kind of owl it is. Uh, some birders are listening, right? Somebody will identify oh, yeah. this, mm-hmm. this particular owl. And maybe somebody can tell me what he's trying to say. We have birds of a different feather. The Cardinals in town tonight. Brandon's got that in sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. 
After a wild win in week three, the Green Bay Packers are now shifting their focus. The division rival, the Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell and his team coming into Lambeau Field on Thursday night, having won the last three matchups between the two teams. For Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, he knows the test for his young team won't be an easy one. I just think you see a tough, gritty group. Uh, they, they're an effort-based team, and you can see it all over the tape. No matter what phase you put on, uh, they're going to give you everything they got. And they're a team that they're never out of the fight. You, gotta, you know you're going to battle a full 60 minutes. The Packers did not practice on Monday. Matt LaFleur did meet with the media, however. He indicated guys like Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, and Elton Jenkins would not have participated if they did hold the practice, despite some of those key injuries on the offense for the Packers, quarterback Jordan Love in only three weeks has established quite the trust in number 87. Romeo makes plays all the time down there. That's that's kind of our bread and butter. Um, you know, he's a great receiver that's going to go up and, and he has super strong hands and he's going to come down with it. So, um, you know, it wasn't working for us a couple of times. And, um, but that's something that we, we just got to keep going at it. You know, I felt like if we just keep going, one of them is going to hit. Um, and that's what we did. And, you know, I got all the faith in the world and trust in Romeo. And he's going to go up and make that play. So I'm going to keep feeding him. Does a 87 in Green Bay, Vince or Eric, remind you of a former eight, number 87 in Green Bay by chance? You're watching him on the, on the TV on Sunday making those toe-tapping catches, back shoulder fades in the end zone. 87, uh, was that Jordy? Bingo. Yeah, is that what you're thinking? Or were you, or were you going Robert Brooks? No, I'm going, no, I'm going, I'm going Jordy. Watch <laughs> was that him. Brooks? Watch him on Thursday yes. night and be like, oh, yeah, I could see yeah, a little, little bit of Jordy there. A little taste. Yeah, a That's little, a good thing. A little something. It is a good thing. The Packers will hold the practice later this afternoon. That injury report should be updated as well. The Milwaukee Brewers are back in action tonight after their day off. They're looking to clinch their second division title in three years. Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minnert joined Wisconsin Morning News on Monday, urging all fans to get out to the ballpark tonight for what could be a special evening. If you can come out tonight, this team has been so fun to watch. Um, they love the fan support. That it makes a huge difference to them, you know, when they feel that support. So it uh, it should hopefully be a very fun night. It should be a fun night, hopefully, with the Brewers and Cardinals tonight live from American Family Field. Adrian Hauser on the mound as our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 6 p.m. Brewers sent over some cool T-shirts. What did it take? Take October. There it is. Got to be available at the ballpark tonight, right? It's good-looking font on that. If you're watching us on the live stream, which you can do on our YouTube channel on WTMJ.com, you just click on the watch live as opposed to the listen live. So if you yeah. want to watch us do the radio, you can see I've, I'm displaying this lovely shirt. It's a good-looking shirt. It's not bad. Got, got the new school, old-school mm-hmm. logo, all that stuff happening. Take October. Tonight is a special night to be at the yard. 618 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Get it? 622 on Wisconsin's Morning News. GOP presidential debate tomorrow night. But there's another debate that apparently Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida wants to have. In a debate that no one asked for. (laughs) Right? Where's this coming from? It's almost just like, it's almost entertainment. It's almost Musk versus Zuckerberg type of silliness. They're not going to fight. No, but it's like that (laughs) type of like, hey, let's just do this thing. Um, There's going to be a 90-minute debate on November 30th in Georgia between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Who's not running for anything yet. (laughs) Just just two guys debating. Why? So are they doing it for sport or what? Who who was for asking viewership. for this? DeSantis? Well, I think those two have sparred a little bit in the past. Yeah. The verbal sparring, if you will. 
So Fox News is going to have a debate, 90 minutes. And uh, they're going to do this now. So they're going to debate about the issues people care about. Does it not elevate Newsom? I mean, Ron DeSantis is running for president. Yeah, probably. Maybe a little bit more. Um, I, that's a great point. I don't know which, if you ask the average American if they could pick out either of these guys. Well, there is that. And, and Governor Newsom of California is widely touted as if, if for some reason, sure. President Biden doesn't see this through. So if, is that what this is? Hey, let's get, let's get a debate under our belt so at least we can potentially sneak in there if or when the Democratic Party says, hey, you know what, we should try to bring in somebody else? Yeah, I don't get what DeSantis' play is here because it's all upside for Newsom. I mean, unless he falls down. You know but he, I mean? yeah, you're right. It, it it can't really do much good for DeSantis. It can only be bad, right? right? President Joe Biden, meanwhile, heading to UAW picket line in Michigan today is that strike with the uh, auto workers strike against the big three comes up on nearly two weeks. Does he carry a sign? Do you think? Hey, look, got a sign. I made my own. <laughs> ABC's Andy Field. He would be the first sitting president to walk a labor union picket line. He is the most uh, pro-union president in modern times. And White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says that's not a title the president gave himself. Something that labor unions have given uh, to him, and he wears that very proudly. Former President Trump expected to meet with the same labor union workers on Wednesday. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. So what do you make of that last line? Oh, by the way, former President Trump skipping the GOP debate tomorrow night. That was largely expected. Planning to visit with striking workers. Here's the ground he's staking out. He wrote on his social media platform that only he's on, True Social. Quote, crooked Joe Biden had no intention of going to visit the United Auto Workers until I announced that I would be heading to Michigan to be with them and help them out. Actually, crooked Joe sold them down the river with his ridiculous all-electric car hoax. If UAW leadership doesn't endorse me and if I don't win the election, the auto workers are toast with our great truckers to follow. Wow. What a collision of like atmospheric changes, right? Like unsettled weather. You have traditionally these battle lines were very clear. Democrats pro-union, sure. right? Republicans, yep. big yep. business. American worker. These union folks will have to decide if it's for real with Trump. You know, Trump sort of shifted things in 2016 saying like, listen, I'm, I'm the person for the working class. And some of his message certainly resonated with them. He made inroads there. Can he continue to pull that off? Does he steal the mantle from Biden? Is there a shift throughout the entire GOP or just part of it? I feel the one thing that we've learned is that lawmakers can say whatever they want, whenever they want. <laughs> they want. Right? I mean, essentially, that's what we've discovered. What is this? Trump tried to buy a gun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Did he? So he was in South Carolina. Social media lit up after the Trump campaign posted a video of uh, the former president wanting to buy a Glock. They sell well. They like me. Sir, if you want one, this one. No, I want to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's posting pictures with this gun. His campaign said, hey, look, the former president bought this cool gun. Well, there's a problem there. That's illegal because Trump faces four <laughs> indictments or indictments and four criminal charges. You cannot do that. Now they came back to say, oh, no, 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 no. We, we swear didn't, we didn't buy any. He gun. didn't actually buy the gun. No. What was it, a straw person? <laughs> Here, you buy this gun for me. Yeah. <laughs> there's know. more trouble. Maybe they're still investigating. We'll see. Could be a big party at American Family Field tonight. Brandon Snide has Brewers News at 645. It's back. The Curter Burger. Oh, nice. I missed it last time around. Come back. Yes, Culver's. Remember how this all started a couple of years ago for April Fool's? Culver said that it had the Curter Burger, which basically is a limited edition cheese curd patty topped burger. 
And they said it as a joke, like, hey, yeah, we got this Curter burger. And then people were like, yes, please. <laughs> like, no, uh-huh. oh, that's funny, but seriously, make it. No, but I'll have that. Right. <laughs> so they did. Name your price. And it was successful. Anyway, they're going to be offering it again on Monday. So October 2nd, Monday. No word on whether if the Brewers win out, they get free Curter Burgers. That's a no there. I'm, yeah, I shouldn't even <laughs> no, say that out loud. Right. But uh, Curter Burgers, Monday from Culver's. Why, why can't we just put it on the menu? Play the hits. Uh, it's kind of like the McRib then, huh? Like, yeah, just always be yeah. there. Oh. Make it, make it an event. Got to make and it an event. And the curd, it's not like a bunch of curds, right? It's like one big fat That's curd. a big old patty. <laughs> mm. A curd patty. Yes. 637, Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 641, Wisconsin's Morning News. Talked about this guy for the last couple of days. 30 years of delivering packages and mail and positivity. To Milwaukee's River West neighborhood. Well-known letter carrier has called it a career. WTMJ's Adam Roberts says more on the impact that mailman Mike is leaving on the community. Over the past week, you've probably heard local media outlets talking a lot about a certain area postal worker. At City Hall this morning, a special retirement recognition for the man we introduced you to this morning on TMJ4 News Today, Mailman Mike. He is a beloved community fixture, a U.S. Army veteran, and a U.S. postal worker. He is indeed all of those things, but Michael Booth, better known in the community as Mailman Mike, is also an idea, a living, breathing, mail-delivering embodiment of positivity throughout Milwaukee's River West neighborhood. Perhaps most notably, Mike has said children in the neighborhood look up to him as both a role model and the block's cool guy. A lot of the children think I'm cool. So when you're cool, you know they uh, try to emulate what you do. So it's very important that I send a proper example. They're not my biological children, but they're all my children. That's the way I was raised from the community. But Mike wasn't always destined to deliver mail. The youngest of 13 children, he graduated from Whitefish Bay High School and pursued military service in the Army. That part of his life ended in 1992, and soon after, a car accident forced him to reassess his life plans. The post office offered good health care, and so in 1993, he dropped his first letter into a River West mailbox. Fast forward 30 years later to Milwaukee's City Hall, where common council members have organized a proclamation honoring Mike's career. I just want to first of all give a huge round of applause to Mailman Mike for his service. I'm just a guy at work trying to have a good time every day. I really don't think I deserve all this. We got a lot of good teachers, a lot of good bus drivers, a lot of good crossing guards out there. I have to wake up every day and go to work, so my treat to me is to have a good day. A truth he passed on to his community members and evident walking around the River West Farmer's Market on Sunday. When you think of Mailman Mike, the message, what do you think of? I think of positivity, of making the best out of your situation, bringing a smile to somebody's face when they might need that extra smile. To help build a community and help um, reinforce those community values within River West. As a member of that River West community for the last few years, I've heard and seen many anecdotes about mailman Mike's contribution to the feel of the community. River West has for a long time been a melting pot of people groups, ideas, and various backgrounds in the city. A daily conglomeration of people making 
making each other's days better by being themselves. In a world that seems full of bad news sometimes, Mailman Mike inspired his community to shine through the negativity, treat one another with respect, and never forget to smile. So it's probably fitting Mike left us all with the biggest smile of the day Sunday. I gotta be at work. I need the money. Well, I did need, I don't need no money. <laughs> Same to you, Mailman Mike. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. Eric, I've told you this before. My late grandfather was a letter carrier himself and then eventually uh, retired from management at the post office downtown for many, many years. And, you know, everybody, hopefully you have a relationship of some kind with your letter carrier. Just maybe it's a friendly wave. Maybe it's a thank you. But uh, that that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mailman Mike, 645 Enjoy. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Milwaukee Brewers are back to work following their day off on Monday. The St. Louis Cardinals coming to town with the Brewers' magic number still remaining at one with a win tonight or a Cubs loss. Milwaukee would clinch their second division title in three seasons. Coverage of tonight's game can be heard right here on WTMJ beginning at 6 p.m. The Packers will welcome in the Detroit Lions for a Week 4 matchup on Thursday night at Lambeau Field. Green Bay will hit the practice field later today with an injury report that should follow shortly after. And Week 3 in the NFL wrapped up last night with two matchups on Monday Night Football. The Bengals beating the L.A. Rams 19-16 and the Eagles knocking off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 25-11 to to remain unbeaten. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It's only been three games into the Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love era, and if you haven't been paying close attention, these two already have accomplished something the former quarterback in Green Bay failed to do in the past three seasons. That is, get punched in the mouth and get back up swinging. How many games over the past few years have we seen a Green Bay team get down early and just lay down for the remainder of the game? I know, I know. Probably way too many times to even recall, right? Adversity, unfortunately, if you're a Packers fan, was something former teams led by a former MVP did not respond well to. It's been a knock on Aaron Rodgers for quite some time, and fair or not, frankly, comebacks just didn't happen enough. Some of that may be because teams of the past didn't necessarily need to, but in other years, especially in big games, it was a real thing. Since the hiring of LaFleur in Green Bay, the Packers before this past Sunday were definitely not a comeback type of team. Their last major comeback dates all the way back to 2018 when they stormed back to beat the Chicago Bears to open that season. Of course, that was under head coach Mike McCarthy. On Sunday, Green Bay became the third team in the past 30 years to win after being shut out 17-0 or worse through three quarters. Not too bad for an unproven quarterback and a boatload of rookie pass catchers who are still learning as they go. Look, at the end of all of this, there's no telling what this team is or what they will be. But what we do know, at least so far that is, is that this is an entirely different team from seasons past. And that, my friend, is a good thing. Six fifty-four, two-time sports writer of the year for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel is with us this morning. So, Lori, Pancake tells us that uh, you're offering to continue joining us on Tuesday mornings, even when you're overseas in Ireland. Your big trip is coming up. I assume that means mm-hmm. that the passport thing all worked out. Oh, it worked out. Yeah, yes. you got your, yes. impossible. 
you were in an impossible spot two and a half weeks ago. So, the, right, because I realized that my passport expired in March, and I found, realized this Labor Day weekend, and the way the U.S. government works now is you can't even call to make an appointment with a passport agency until two weeks before, or, two, or 14 days before your scheduled departure. And by the way, there's a possible, isn't there supposed to, you know, a government shutdown could be coming up. So I was completely freaking out thinking about this, and I couldn't even get in until yesterday. And so I left the house at 4 a.m. and drove down to Chicago to the federal building and got there two hours early, beat all the traffic, beat all the construction and stuff. And there was still a huge line outside. Um, federal agents, like, are, it's very strict. You can't just walk into the building. There's 120 things they say that you cannot bring in with you. Um, I had to verify proof of my plan. So I had my flight itinerary, my travel tour itinerary, everything. I showed verification of my appointment that I made. And the people behind me had to come from Omaha, Nebraska, and Greece just to... Right. And the woman in front of me had a baby that had to have been just a couple of days old. And, you know, I, it's oh, like it. it was great. It was like Ellis Island, man. And I was <laughs> you know, and I had every document like that you could possibly think of to verify who I was. I was ready to, you know, and once I got there and got through everything, it went smoothly. It only took 12 hours, and I say that seriously <laughs> um, <laughs> because some people, they were like, are you driving back to Wisconsin tonight? And I'm like, I hope so, you know. As far as I know, so, yes. Right. So I think I went through, like, two security checks, um, four different processing tellers and all that stuff. But if you have your documents ready to go and your passport photo, and if you have your stuff together, pulled together, it will happen and work for you. But you guys, I was so nervous. I wouldn't even leave the federal building to go to lunch or anything. I just hunkered down with my laptop and my, you know, music and work and just stayed there until they literally kicked me out of the cafeteria because I just didn't want anything weird to happen. Um, But I do have my passport. It cost $190. I, I paid some of that was for paying for my mistake, but it all worked out. So you're actually holding it like that had to have been <laughs> you're actually oh. looking at it as you're walking back to your car, making sure no one takes it from you. Yeah, here I'm high-fiving people on Clark Street, and they're like, what is this deal with this <laughs> woman? And then, you know, as I'm leaving, I said, leaving, I said to the final security guy, I'm like, can I just put my bag down and put my, pull my stuff together? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, this is precious. I have to put this passport in three folders and lock it away in my backpack. So I was so excited right until I hit rush hour traffic leaving Chicago. And that took two and a half hours. So I'm like, okay, reality. But honestly, I felt elated. Like that was the most stressful part of the whole thing. You said there's a uh, sports component or, or some sort of journalistic endeavor that's part of your trip coming up as well, right? Yeah, the Packers punter, Daniel Whelan, was born in Ireland, and I think he's only the second one, or like the first one in decades to actually be an Irish-born 
NFL roster guy. So I talked to Daniel a couple of weeks ago, asked him about him about his hometown and the scary. And if I'm lucky, I'm going to meet up with some of his youth soccer coaches and teachers just to get the story <laughs> of him growing up in Ireland. Awesome. I cannot wait for that. So in a couple of days, I can't wait to hear how you like presented your passport to the guy at the airport, putting it right in front of his face. Here it is, sir. Like a backstage pass. Check it out. Check it out. Totally. Right. How about them apples? Here you go. Right. I love it. All right. We look forward to your reports from Ireland, Lori. And congrats on getting that taken care of. This has been a fun fun for us to follow. Thank you so much. All right.